Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Road to Radical Visibility. And I am so excited about our guest today. But before we jump in with our guest, Jane Mann, as you can see, she's right here on screen with me. I just want to let you know that this is a place where honest and powerful conversations and interviews happen that will empower you to be yourself 100% of the time in business and in life. And I can't wait for you to listen to this episode and to be inspired by it. Please feel free during this episode. If there's any time when you want to reach out to either Jane or I, I would love to have you do that. If something touches your heart, if something is telling you, oh my gosh, that is what I want, or I am seeing that in myself, please make sure to communicate with us down in the comments below. And you can always um, access all the links for how to reach Jane and myself in the description below. So without further ado, let's just go ahead and get started because this is going to be, um, I, I'm doing this a lot with my hands because I feel like it's just going to be such a powerful um, episode for, for us being together and for all of you. So welcome so much, um, Jane. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Rachel. Yeah, I feel uh, all bubbly and excited <laughs> to be here. Thank you. <laughs> so we'll just, let's just start out with a question I always start out with when I interview my guests. Um, what does radical visibility mean to you in your life and in your business? Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Um. Just notice I put my hand on my heart straight away. Oh. And that's the real tell for oh. me um, that, yeah, it's about uh, revealing my heart, whether that's, mm. um, yeah, in my day-to-day, -day, in my relationships, in my um, connections um, and in my work as well. Um, it means being brave. <laughs> brave heart. I have it on my board right here. Brave heart. Yeah. Yourself, right? Literally, it's right yep. there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Having brave conversations, like mm. something that came to me when, uh, you know, before this call, I was thinking about it all. And <clears throat> I really love Pema Children. I don't know if you. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember which book it is, but there's a piece where her husband's like, you know, you're a nutcase or whatever, you know, you're, <laughs> you know, you, you're, you're scared, you're shit scared mm. and you do the thing anyway. Mm. And that, yeah, for me is, is what, yeah, that really, this radical visibility showing up, being afraid, but just uh, letting yourself come over mm. that edge. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's so, it's so true. Like with you and I, you know, you and I met in a mastermind and our mentor really talks about coming from the heart and where this word courage, courage yeah. is really revealing your heart and really mm -hmm. opening that space up. And I can see um, my transformation and absolutely your transformation of when we are on TikTok, whether it's funny, whether it's really heartfelt, whether it's like a pure oh my gosh, like energetic connection that when you do that, it is a whole le different level of communicating with yourself and then communicating with others, right? It really is about allowing ourselves to be seen. And there's already so many things that we are taught that stop us from doing that. And I remember 
when you and I had a discussion not that long ago and you're like, okay, I just need to know some stuff about TikTok. I just need to get myself in and have that really, um, I want to say like powerful internal shift about it. Mm -hmm. And and that really is where the bravery came from. Mm -hmm. What are some things that have stopped you in the past from becoming radically visible? Um, definitely sort of, um, beliefs, you know, that I'm lurking around, um, that are still present. I still catch them, but I'm doing the Pema children feeling Mm -hmm. it and doing it anyways thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the big one that continues to come up is worrying about what other people think, Mm -hmm. um, worrying about being judged, um, fear of like, not being smart enough, that's a good one, um, yeah. or good enough, or clear enough, or anything enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, I, you know, I, I hear you for sure. And I feel like so many of us face those. I mean, as an LGBTQ plus person in that community, as a woman, as a neurodiverse person, like sometimes things, even now, sometimes I'll ask my wife, Hey, did I ever talk to you about that? Did I ever ask you that question? And she's like, no, I'm like, Oh, I just did that in my own head. Like if any of you here in the audience have done that, please make sure to put like, totally done that. Don't leave me out here hanging. But it's really about like a lot of the things that you do with your work with, yourself and your clients, I think it's really important that the people that you seek out as mentors really do their own work. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about, or tell us a little bit about what you do, why you do it, like what led you to what you do now? Because it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Thank you. Um, I mean, I guess what sort of, maybe I'll start with what led me to it. Um, I I mean, I was, I mean, right at the start, I suppose I was very lucky. My mum took me to my first ever yoga class when I was 13. And, um, you know, like, like many people, you know, I had a lot of trauma growing up and challenging things. And like going along to that first yoga class was um, like the first, what felt like really safe place for me mm. um, and to be in my body and, and to have my mum next to me as well. Um and like not in our usual interactions, but like, oh, we're both here and breathing and like learning to feel good in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, so that thread of the of the yoga and of the body piece was always mm-hmm. sort of with me. Um, and then I went on to become an occupational therapist and then a coach. And, and then I went into body work and was just learning about somatics and trauma and just the more I dive into it, the more I'm healing and then I've more to bring to my clients. And um, yeah, I guess my work is very reflective of just my own journey of Mm -hmm. trauma healing and codependency healing and being disconnected from the body and Mm. sort of, you know, the way that your radical visibility is like, I want to help you to be fully you and to express yourself fully and for all the parts of you to be seen. Um, Like mine is the same uh, from a body perspective. It's Mm -hmm. like, gosh, what, what are these patterns and traumas and all this that are kind of like heavy on top of us that's stopping that Mm -hmm. all of the beautiful different parts of you from coming out Mm -hmm. um, and 
yeah, being able to express and be and live uh, more true to yourself um, and free. So now all of you know why Jane is on the show. (laughs) I think I love how we walk in almost parallel worlds as humans. I mean, we forget that we are human. We expect ourselves to do certain things or have certain ways and how our experiences are different and how, you know, you had your mom taking you to yoga at 13 and honestly at 13, all of that stuff in my religious upbringing was evil. And even when I was already out and I was with a woman and I was going to yoga, her family was still so religious that they thought that yoga was just allowing Satan to come into your mind and invade your body. Mm-hmm. And and how at that moment I realized that relationship really could never, ever work. <laughs> um, but it's that fear that people have that we are actually that's told to us to have, that's taught to us to have, Mm -hmm. right? And how that experience, and even when in my experiences, when I was younger, my dad, like casting out demons and how being a highly Mm -hmm. sensitive person, there was all of these things around that, that just accumulated into my body. Mm -hmm. I also love the fact, you know, Jane, in the way that you're doing the body work with people is the same thing I've learned in like the PhD education and how the somatic body stores those things. And we wonder why, I I wonder how you help people that continue to go through the cycle, right? There, they are patterns Mm -hmm. and they're like, and especially as people like LGBTQ plus neurodiverse and women who have taught that there's something wrong with them. If they can't do something like there's something wrong with you, I can't accept you in this world, blah, 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 la, 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 all the bullshit that honestly we're told and, and how we get frustrated with ourselves, but understanding the somatic piece. So how do you help your clients move through that somatic piece? Yeah. I mean, a big part, what I'm finding with clients and for me was understanding that these patterns are nervous system, survival, inbuilt, beautiful patterns that protected us at some point and they're automatic and they're involuntary mm-hmm. and and then they hang around because they worked at some point. Yep, safety. And we still do safety. it, right? Very yeah. logical way of being, patterned way of being, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and I think that, you know, when I realise that and when my clients realise that, <clears throat> there's this whole level of shame that lifts and acceptance that lifts of like oh wait like this is a built-in thing that my body is just doing because of what I experienced when I was little Mm -hmm. or you know whatever at some point down the line Um, and so my body still is caught in that and still Mm -hmm. thinks that there's something there right that's like the first layer and a big piece and then and then the next piece is actually beginning to build safety in the body and in the nervous system on a day-to-day basis and then understanding the nervous system knowing you know what state you're in and knowing how to bring yourself back Mm -hmm. into a state that feels Mm -hmm. safe again a lot of times what my clients say and I'm sure that maybe some of your clients have said it too like I feel like I go back to where I was before mm-hmm. and if any of you in the audience are feeling that I just want to let you know that you don't go back to the way that you were before theoretically your body has multiplied itself and renewed itself several times but what is happening during those moments is that the minute you enter into that trigger or you get triggered inside of yourself your body releases that same hormone because your body is like danger 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 will robinson well 
crap I think I just dated myself in the U.S. But like danger, we're back here. I'm releasing the same hormones because we need to get out of here. And oftentimes that pulls us back into the old patterned way of being and realizing that we we sometimes get caught swimming in that cesspool of the things we don't want. And if we honor and can be aware of the things that are happening over here, and let's say just like in the shadow, and then we also recognize that there is something different. Like we pay with a possibility that there's something different Mm -hmm. that we then are able to move into the something different and kind of step out of just walk on out of that pool and say, thank you very much for that awareness. There's still healing there. I don't need to feel anything about myself. It doesn't mean anything about me. It means that that is still there. Mm-hmm. And what do I want instead? Mm-hmm. Right. Very much. Yeah. And when, when you said about the cesspool, you know, the image that I get when, when we start to do this work of, of somatics and the radical visibility, which is that like, having that conversation that's scary going for that walk that you kind of are like oh I can't go for I need to keep on working you know all these little things yes I I got this image of like it's like bobbing our heads up like like Mm -hmm. taking a breath you know out of the cesspool and then you know maybe we get dragged back in but the next Mm -hmm. time we're able to take a bigger leap maybe we go back in but there's just this like you know I mean this work is slow like the trauma healing and nervous system stuff like yeah we can't change it overnight but it's like slow and steady we can we can shift and change you know and I I really think that sometimes in the online world especially we really do a disservice to people seeking the healing from trauma because they think oh if I do one tapping session I'm going to be done and maybe sometimes that works I mean I'm not saying that that isn't true for some people Mm -hmm. But I think that you're right. The majority of the time, this takes time and it really does take support. It it takes that person that um, you can message. Like I had a client message me this morning, like, hey, da, 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 da. And I, I'm checking in on them and I'm really creating. Um, it's like I just had my hand on their like their lower back, like I'm here, yeah. like I'm yeah. here with you. And I think that that's, that's something that, is helpful. Like I remember you're like, Hey, I just need someone to show me this, like just one-on-one, just, can you show it to me? Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what we did. Yes. And and that's what you do for your clients too. Yeah. I'm wondering what was like this aha moment. If you had one, maybe you've had several, cause yeah. I've had several, just FYI. <laughs> um, but what is like one of the most memorable aha moments that just says, I'm not willing to live like that anymore. I'm not willing to do that anymore. I want to become radically visible to myself mm. and to the world. Yeah. Gosh. Um, I mean, I think it, for me, it kind of came about a little bit backwards almost. It was like, um, mm. like there was this murmuring of like you gotta you gotta go out there you know stop it you know it was and it, but it was kind of like no no I've like, never heard that <laughs> right no not familiar <laughs> but that's more like you have a murmur I'm like get me out <laughs> mine is just this annoying like always underneath just like come mm. on like you're not you're not you're not and uh I think you know um like my coach Morgana she mentioned to me uh 
TikTok, you know, I think TikTok would be a really good like avenue for you, you know, and, and I was just like, I don't know about that. <laughs> that was my um, response too. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't think it's for me. Right, and then I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh my God, I can't get enough of TikTok. Right. And then, and then we had our call and, uh, you know, that really, it really did help me. And what you're saying about just that, like somebody there with you, hand on your back, like co-regulating little mm-hmm. container like that really helped and then I still didn't get going and then it was like like I took a pause and that was enough to kind of knock me off um and then it was coming to October and I was busy doing something and I got this just like flash that was um TikTok October it just like joof, just came to me and I was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> it's like the the wise woman within is like yeah, yeah. I got you boo right but it doesn't even stop there so I took that and I was like okay yeah I'm going to make over my month social media that's what I'll do and it was all like calm and chill and I told my partner and he was like challenge and I'm like what <laughs> he's like video a day tiktok over that's what it is and I'm like no and I it so much like we actually went to bed that night like fighting about it <laughs> if you guys if you I guys are watching the video like, I'm I have to do it <laughs> yeah if you guys aren't watching this on video please go to the YouTube channel and watch it because you should see Jane's face now and you should see what we're doing I mean like this like it's just a it's it's remarkable like you'll be like oh shit that's me <laughs> oh yeah. shit I get that oh I see me and you like <laughs> you will do it so so he he issued this challenge and I don't know what sign you are, but I'm a Taurus. And then if anyone tells me I have to do something one way, it's like, ah, like the horns yeah, down. If anyone tells me you can't do it, I'm like, boom, horns down. I'm like, oh, bitch. Like, no, like, yeah. Yeah. So, so you me went too. to bed. I'm, I'm an Aquarius. And I was just like, get lost. Like, I know what I need to do for me. And also like, you know, I've been doing all this work for such a long time. I'm like, I know what I need don't you tell me what, what I need, right? I was like, not realizing in that moment that actually that was fear speaking and, and like, you know, the self that wants to stay hidden and all of this. And, you know, and I slept on it. I think I was dreaming about it and everything. And when I woke up, I was like, I'm going to do it. And he's like, for God's sake. <laughs> I, I think I had it. Well, I was dreaming the other night about a video that I'm trying to figure out how to formulate to talk about radical visibility. But what you're talking about is when, you know, when we're becoming radically visible and, and please know that if you're hearing this and you think radical visibility is where you're out there all the time and you're this big boisterous person and you're all of those things that is radical visibility is beautiful because it is exactly how you define it for yourself. And as you know, you're telling this story about how you really, you know, you went to bed and you're like, "Mm, mm, mm, I know what I need. And I have recently allowed myself to be open to maybe I only know what I've known about myself in the previously. And what if, like, this is my play with possibility. Play with possibility is a standard in my language. What if I allowed myself to step into this unknown? Mm-hmm. to take open my heart even more in my way of being what if I you know there are some things we know about ourselves 
but the radical visibility development and internal strength that we build is looking at ourselves and saying, is this working for me anymore? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And it's really having the courage, the brave heart to say, I, I will be okay through this journey yeah. because I know myself and I, the knowing of the self, I believe is the most important thing. And, you know, we can stay stagnant in that, like, you know, we've already visited or we can say, what else, what else is out there for me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when you, what tools, I mean, you've already mentioned kind of, um, you know, books that you're using, you do a lot of somatic stuff. So what tools have helped you? If you haven't checked out Jane's, um, TikTok channel, just tell me what your handle is. Do you, uh, do you remember loving, what it is? Loving witness. Okay. You know, you use a lot of like hand placements, like heart and like here or, you know, gut and here. Tell me some of the tools that helped you and, and then how these tools help your clients. Yeah, sure. The touch piece Mm. is really important to me. Um, I, throughout the day, I'm bringing myself back into Mm -hmm. my body by bringing my hands you know, mm-hmm. to my belly or to my heart or, you know, even if like I notice I've been on the computer for a while and I do this rather than, mm-hmm. you know, hands over my eyes, rather than quickly oh, just carrying on. Actually, my body wanted to do that. My body wanted to put my hands over my face. And how does it feel if I just let myself sit there for a moment and uptake my own touch and my own soothing or holding or whatever it is? Um, so there's a lot of trusting of the instincts that my body's going to do and just giving mm-hmm. that a wee bit of space rather than pushing past it. Um, and then just, you know, some really like, I guess, standard ones that you'd see, like, yeah, hands on the body, taking a breath. How does that feel? Like what mm-hmm. sensations do you notice? Or if you're sitting on a chair, can you feel your bum on the chair? Can you feel your feet on the ground? Little like mm-hmm. grounding things just to come back into the body particularly if you've been, you know, stuck in your head, you're worrying about something. Um, Another practice that I've been using a lot that's helping me immensely um, is called orienting. And it's just allowing your eyes to look around your space, like really slowly, just gaze soft, looking around, letting your head turn. So you're actually tracking what's in the space. You sort of look all the way around you. Look up to the ceiling, up to the ground, uh, mm. <laughs> down to the floor even. Um, so this is where your social, you'll know this already, but your social nervous system lives at, you know, your heart, your throat, your jaw and your eyes and everything. And it's a bit like a, what do you call that thing that comes out of the submarine? You know, like the little head. Oh, the eye thing. Like looking around. Like periscope. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> together we can do it. anything. We can do anything. <laughs> So our, our social nurse is a bit like that. It's like scanning for safety. Mm. Um, so by doing that, you can help your nervous system just to uh, settle. Oh, there's not an immediate threat in this space. There's not a tiger in the room. There's not a whatever. Mm. And it's just a little bit of calibration. Um, moving regularly, dancing regularly, going outside a lot. Mm. Yes. Uh, 
essential for me. Essential. Yeah. I love that. And I don't know, again, if you're not watching this video, Jane's describing this, I'm totally doing it. So, so I would encourage you to rewind this just a little bit and just take a moment to do that. I love that. Again, also, that would make a great three minute TikTok video, just FYI, or a live several times, like once a week. That's like something you can do. Just my brain going. <laughs> um, but I, I, I love that because my friend and I were walking just last night and I've been thinking about how much we don't open our mouths. So radical visibility is really about taking those things from our heart and letting them come up through our throat and really speaking them. And sometimes I've heard when I was a child and all growing up, I don't know if you've heard it too, but once you say it out loud, it means it's true. Mm. And that belief that I have been taught is really about um, that fear, right? That that really keeps me from speaking my truth, that kept me from speaking my truth. So we were literally walking and I said, hey, I've noticed that I don't really open my mouth very much. Like, and lately I've been really wanting to let out these just primal screams. I'm going hiking tomorrow to this place called Heart Lake and I'm going to let out primal screams. Yeah. You can check my TikTok because it's going to be uploaded onto there because I feel so literally yesterday when we were walking, I, I'm walking and I'm like, you know, have you ever opened your mouth like so big? And so I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to open my mouth like the biggest I could like, and like feel the muscles in your jaw, like how it opens it up. And like the, the, the beautiful space that's in there that often is constricted because we have our jaw clenched and we have our tongue at the top of our root, at the top of our mouth. And it's like there full time. Like notice if you're sitting in your chair, or whatever you're doing right now, notice if your tongue is on the top of your mouth, right. it's like a pressure, mm -hmm. right? And to notice these things or clenching your jaw. Um, a lot of people now with everything that's going on with COVID, with all the chaos, that's the racial stuff, that's all the political stuff, especially here in the United States. I don't know, you know, um, what it's like for other people in different countries, but all of that creates a subconscious tension in our bodies. We're absorbing that. And so when we, when we are having those experiences, this awareness that we're bringing to our body, um, is so, so very important. So I would love to hear how you're currently experiencing, like, what are the actions that you're taking, um, in your journey or your road to radical visibility in your business and in your life? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, with, with my business, the, the TikTok thing has been a really big deal. This, you know, coming up with something every day and really wanting it to feel sort of mine as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's really coming from me and noticing my fear is coming in and noticing the tendency just, oh, just do something else or um, no, just stick with it. Stick with what mm -hmm. feels fun is what I'm kind of telling myself. Um, yep. The TikTok's a big part of that every day at the moment. Um, you're also doing like a free workshop that I just saw a post about. So tell me about that free workshop. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a free workshop and um, I'm putting it out to the sort of the, the world, you know, the general public. And um, 
I haven't done that before. I haven't mm. sort of said like, I'm doing this thing and, you know, kind of noisily, like on my private Facebook or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that feels scary and, and good. You know, I really, mm-hmm. I hope that it can reach some people who maybe have been seeing my stuff and have thought about diving in, but they're not really sure what it is or mm-hmm. like too big a commitment or something, but to come along and have a little taste Um yeah, my hope is that I can reach people and it feels really scary. <laughs> well, I, I, I think like this is what can feel scary. I mean, like we can feel that that fear. And when we realize that that's what we've been taught to feel yeah. um, because of everything that that's been going on or, or culturally or in our society or in our environment and our familial systems, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're. I don't, I'm not sure we're born with all of this fear necessarily. Now I know that, that that's kind of controversial, but in the general sense of it, you know, we're, we're trained to behave the way that we behave. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like when we put these things out there, it really is about staying true to our hearts and saying, no, this is, this is what I'm supposed to be doing and not being afraid of, um, that failure uh, in the traditional sense of the word, but saying, what is, what is the next level for me to really adjust this so people can hear it? So people can really uh, um, understand. And the minute we show up as ourselves in those areas is the minute people understand it. Because I don't know about you, but in the online world, there's a lot of like copy and all these things. And yes, that's important. However, that isn't the only thing. If you do a really great post and there's no emotion and people can't connect with you on an energetic level, it will fall flat every time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Or you'll only get those people that live on the surface. And I don't know about you, but I don't live on the surface. I'm done fucking apologizing for not living on the surface. I'm tired of accepting that I'm intimidating or my energy is too much for some people. I had a boss that said, uh, Rachel, if you would just smile more and I'm like, fuck you. Like, it's not about smiling. It's about being myself. And what can you do to help me, um, with this process? Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So those are the things I, I mean, like, I think that we journey through this radical visibility. It's not like, oh yeah, great. I'm here. Done. Bye. Yeah. Well, I guess it could be. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not experienced for me, but well, I also want to share that I notice, um, you know, when I do something that's a little bit scary, there's a real big uh, energetic mm. opening afterwards. And uh, that can feel like a lot. So I'm also beginning to learn that um, the integration is just as important as the opening. Um, so like, it's like aftercare, like planning some yep. stuff here after I've done a video because I know that I'm going to go, <gasps> whoa, mm-hmm. like, you know, and that's like a mix of fear, but excitement too and mm-hmm. pride and joy and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And I'm aware that like I might have a drop after, <laughs> you yeah. know, we'll go into a spiral of like, mm-hmm. I forgot my dad might see that or I forgot, you know, so-and-so is mm-hmm. on this and then, like mm-hmm. that could take over. So, um, 
like like knowing like doing this today is a big deal for me this is the second podcast I've ever been on and it's huge for me and I, I've been like oh you know <laughs> you know make sure I go for a walk after and all of these things yeah. well and I will tell you that as you do these things it becomes such a wonderful feeling I mean for pre-show when you know Jane and I were just talking I, I did this movement and it's like, you know, I see her and I see myself like, whoa, like, it's just like this expansion. It's almost like breaststroke, you know, <laughs> except my hands are like open up, you know, and it's really, how are, how is, how are you going to open up into that? And that's goes back to that thing that you and I both know and that you were saying before, it's that internal safety. It's like knowing mm -hmm that I am safe in this moment. And when you tap into yourself and create this radical visibility, you know, you do, you can develop a very strong energy. I, I have a very strong energy mm -hmm. and sometimes it's really hard for other people to handle, especially like if I'm expressing and my body has always expressed itself through tears. I don't fight people. I used to work out all the time before I had two total hip replacements. I mean, like, so those were my coping skills, but my body expresses things through tears. And people often say, I mean, when my dog died, my um, sister-in-law said, oh, you know, don't cry on me. Like, and I was like, oh, but this is normal. Yeah. This is what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, it's almost in those moments. So as we're just wrapping up here, I would love to ask you, what is one piece of advice you would really give someone who, whose internal is kind of either, either murmuring or banging mm -hmm. on the heart's door saying, I'm ready to come out. There's something bigger for me. Mm. I want more in my life. I want more of, of just me and my life. Mm -hmm. Like, what would you tell them? Um, you know that um, Anise, I forget her name now, Anise, and then um, just her her quote, and I'm not even going to get it right, but it's just come to mind, and it's something like it being more painful to stay inside the bud than it is to to come out. Mm. Um, I think I think that that's what was true for me, like not being myself and keeping all of the stuff in and showing up as somebody else and therefore then the world that was mirrored back to me was far more painful than coming out and being silly and shining and showing up and mm -hmm. then connecting with others and yeah I guess then it's you know I don't know I don't know the one piece of advice just to do it and look after yourself <laughs> well right and and that's really it I think it's interesting. It's like chronic pain with the body. We get used to it. Like when I had my first, I've known I, I was going to have a, have to have a hip replacement um, since I was like in the seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And my first, um, that first time that I, I had that. And after I had my surgery, I didn't realize how much pain I was actually in. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, just doing it, it seems like a really big step for you and the audience. I would encourage you to play with the possibility that it doesn't need to be this way. Mm -hmm. What if it was possible to have a different feeling? 
What if it was possible? And when we, and when we plant that seed of what if, honestly, that seed of helpful doubt, we begin to entertain and open our minds and look around to people that, that are telling us we can do it, that, um, that love us and care about us and that you have that, that connection with. So I just want to, I think we'll just end it there. I so appreciate um, you being here and you opening your heart to us and um, make sure for all of you in the audience, if you want to check out some of Jane's work and where you can find her, we'll make sure to put all of her links in the description below. If you are on TikTok, go and follow Rachel Freeman Sowers and say your handle one more time. It's loving witness, loving witness. And we would love to see you there and um, support you in your journey to radical visibility. So I'll end this video as I end every single video. Please make sure to stay true to yourself. Be kind to others. And always, always, always honor the wise one that is within you. Make sure to stay true and be you. We love you all. And I'll see you on the next episode of Road to Radical Visibility.